Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to episode 19 of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our 19th episode of Talk Direction. And there's a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about this week. There's, like, we have an EP that came out. We have the perfect music video that came out. Um, what else are we talking about? I feel like there's so much. All the Halloween stuff that we wanted to do because we've been, like, building up this awesome Halloween episode. So there's, like, so much going on that Kara and I decided that there's just too much to cram into one episode because, like, we just really want to do Halloween, like, full out because we're both really excited about it. Um, that we're going to do two episodes this week. There's going to be a bonus episode that is all Halloween themed. And then this episode, which is going to be, like, the, a normal episode. And we're going to be talking about the perfect music video and stuff. And on top of that, Kara, what are you doing for Halloween? Well, I'm actually visiting Caitlin, and I'm going to be getting there on Thursday night, so we get to record um, the Halloween episode in person and release it on Friday, so that's going to be really exciting. Woo! Yeah, so we have two episodes this week. Kara and I are going to be doing the Halloween one in person, which we felt would be super fun because we're going to just be, like, playing games, um, and so that's the surprise that I was talking about on Twitter. And I think the thing is, like, I've been seeing people say, because you know how we always are saying, like, oh, these episodes are getting so long. Like, I don't know how to feel about that. Because, like, podcasts aren't typically supposed to be, like, two hours long. <laughs> but then people are like, no, I love long podcasts. And I know that's how I've always felt when yeah, I listen same. to podcasts. Like, I'm always like, I need a long podcast. I got a lot of boring stuff to do in the week. <laughs> but so, yay, you get two two episodes this week. So the other one will be released on Friday, yep. um, which is very exciting. Um, so let's just jump right into news. Um, the EMAs were last night. I didn't watch them. Did you watch them, Kara? Nope. No, which kind of sucks because I know Ed Sheeran hosted and along with, um, is it Ruby Rose, right? Yeah, Ruby so, Rose, yeah. Um, which was probably cool. But anyway, um, One Direction won Best Pop Act, uh, which was good. But then they lost the biggest fan to Justin Bieber um, which I know that was like a really tight battle for a long time. Um, so we didn't win, but you know, we're still great fans. <laughs> uh, and then they also lost best UK and Ireland band to Little Mix, which you know what? Little Mix deserve it too. Cause they're awesome. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and then also this past week, One Direction canceled their first concert ever, uh, on October 20th, which was uh, a show in Belfast. Um, and, like, everyone, I know Kara, like, texted me. What what happened with that? You, like, texted me something, right? I don't know. I thought that, like, I thought it was rumors at first, and I was, like, really confused. Mm -hmm. But then I saw a video of, like, um the guy announcing it, like, literally at the show in, like, a video. So that's clearly not a rumor if it's a video of the actual event happening. Um, so it was just sort of, like, jumbled because, like, no one really knew what was going on. Like, no one, no one knew why it was canceled. So there was just, like, a bunch of rumors going around. Um, yeah, because so really this intense. guy came out on stage. This like poor guy had to come out and I know, of, like, oh my god, thousands of fans and say like the show wasn't going on, 
And he said that it was, like, due to Liam being sick and that there would be, like, I don't know. And then we got, found out that there would be announce, an announcement the next day. And it was just really confusing because, like, One Direction have never canceled a show before. Yeah. So, like, to have it happen at this point, like, I would have been so upset if that yeah. was our concert. And the sad thing was that the opener had gone on. So, like, they had no idea that this was even, like, a possibility. Like, the fans had no idea because the opener had gone on. They were probably – it was, like, probably – like, you know, they've been waiting, and then this guy comes out, so it was just sad all around. Which is so weird, because it makes you think that, like, it must have been something very, like, abrupt that happened, or very quite, like, he must have been quite sick or whatever, for yeah. that to happen so quickly. Because usually yeah, you mean, have, like, if if you'd been sick the whole day, you you kind of know by night nighttime that you weren't going to be able to go on the, on the stage. Or maybe they were just, like, trying to, like, go on to the last minute and they thought that, like, maybe somehow miraculously, like, he would be healed and, like, well enough to go on. Because I think that's, like, what they were yeah. trying to do. Like, I think Harry was saying that, like, they were trying to go on until the last minute, but then, like, it just didn't work out. Yeah, that's, it just, it's upsetting. I'm sure they're so upset because, like, can you imagine having a streak of never having to cancel a show? I know. Like, in the very last couple of concerts. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, each of the boys tweeted when this happened. Uh, Harry said, deepest apologies to everyone at the show tonight in Belfast. Very disappointed. But, unfortunately, these things happen. We're very sorry. H. Uh, Do you want to read Louis? Yeah. Um, We're so, so sorry for what happened tonight. It was out of our control. Lots of love to Liam, and thank you for being so understanding. Niall said, so sorry we have had to cancel tonight, guys. Unfortunately, these things happen. Thank you for all who came down tonight. Um, And then lastly, yeah, Liam says, I'm so sorry to everyone, everybody I disappointed last night. I'm feeling better now. I really hope everyone can make the rescheduled date on Friday. Thank you so much for all the trends and lovely messages you guys did for me. It really shows how amazing you guys actually are. As I said, I'm feeling much better now and I can't wait to perform and make it up to everyone later yeah so that was nice that they all talked about it i'm sure they were all like really it was pressing on them but i don't think they can be blamed obviously these things do happen yeah um, and this was also when like louis then tweeted out a link to the perfect music video which we all kind of knew was coming that night but i think it came out earlier at least it came out earlier than i thought it was supposed to come out um that was kind of funny uh and then um, there was an official statement the next day saying the concert would be rescheduled, but, um, yeah, it just kind of sucks that the concert got canceled, but it's no one's fault really. And we hope that Liam is doing well now. Yeah. It was just like so stressful because like they were saying like, oh, there's a statement and like one D fans have been like conditioned to oh God, hate the word yeah. statement. And I think, um, they had to do it the next day cause they were like trying to figure out like where they could have held the concert. Um, but yeah. like no one knew that's like what they were trying to do. So... Um, it was just very stressful. Yeah, we were like, statement, what's going on? I, I saw, like, rumors like, oh, One Direction's breaking up now. And, like, I knew not to believe that, but, like, these were what news articles were, like, writing about. Yeah, and it was, like, MTV, like, MTV UK. So it was like, um, what the heck? Like, why are you trying to do this right now? Yeah, it was just really dumb. Yeah. Um, did you hear that there was, like, some hockey game that was scheduled that got moved to, like, some other date because of the One yeah. Direction Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um. Uh, then our next story is there is a fan project that got a full page ad printed in Billboard magazine. Um, and like, I'm kind of confused as to who put it together because I've seen on Tumblr lots of people going like, did anyone hear about this? And a lot of people are saying, no, they didn't. Um, but apparently there was some GoFundMe thing where you could donate to help 
get an ad put in, but I'm like, I'm thinking an ad in a, in a magazine like this is a lot of money. Like this isn't like a hundred bucks. This is thousands of dollars, which is just crazy that fans are able to do this. Yeah. I think um, I saw on the GoFundMe, it was like $7,000 they raised to get this in here. So that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and the picture of, uh, the ad in it has four different microphones that have like the cords of the microphones spell out the boys' names. And each of the microphones has like keywords that describe each of the boys. Um, and it says to One Direction, congratulations on the release, release of Made in the AM. We'll be here long after the lights have dimmed, all the screams and all the seams have subsided. An artist is nothing without the fans, and a fan is nothing without an artist. Thank you for being our everything. Forever Directioners Worldwide, hashtag till the end. Um, which I just think that's so nice. I love yeah. that. And then the boys were tweeting about it again. And I love that they saw it and, like, um, whatever. Because, like, sometimes things happen where the boys don't see, like, what the fans are doing. but um, Or, like, they don't necessarily, like, all respond. But I think this one's, like, so out of out there, like, a an ad in a billboard magazine. I think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Louis said, this is amazing. Who organized this ad in billboard? Thank you. And that like really cute smiley emoji. Yeah. You guys are so creative. <laughs> uh, Harry said to whoever is behind this page in um, billboard magazine. Thank you. You have no idea how lovely you are. H. And then Liam said, you guys are amazing. Can't believe you did this for us. Thank you all for your incredible support. I mean, I've never heard of, like, a fandom getting an ad put in a magazine for the band they like. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it is really crazy. Just showing the power of the fandom again. Yep. Um, And then we have news of Liam writing a song. Uh, This song is for an Irish boy band called Hometown. Um, And it's a song written by Liam and Jamie Scott, who works with One Direction a lot. And the song's called The Night We Met. And it's going to be their third single off their album. And their album's um, available on November 20th. And to me, I listened to the song and it sounds a bit like, um, like I mean, not completely, but it has more of those vibes of like home, strong, happily, story of my life, um, similar similar type of sound. So not super poppy, more like the um, laid back, chilled vibes like those songs. And I thought it was a really good song. So we're going to link it and you should all go get it and listen to it. Um, mm. cause it's nice. That's cool. And that's like Liam writing songs for other bands. So, um, yeah. I know we've talked about him being interested in that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Then Louie was on X Factor. And if anyone hasn't watched the, watched the episodes yet, I'm going to give some spoilers. So, um, yeah, just be aware. But uh, we first got some pictures of him, like, at the, uh, at the, what is it, judges' houses, and he was in this all-black outfit, and I just thought it looked really nice, it looked really classy, um, and I think he took things really seriously. He was a guest judge for Simon when they're at judges' houses, so he's, like, sort of helping make, helping Simon make the decisions, um, and I mean, I wish I could, we could have seen more of him on the show and, like, gotten more opinions, because it was... You know, there's quite a lot going on in the episode, not just like Simon's um, group of people, but um, so like we couldn't obviously see everything that Simon and Louie were talking about. So I wish we got more. But from what I saw, he gave some really good opinions. And I found myself like thinking things when each of the contestants were singing and then Louie said something similar. And I was like, yes, like you get me, you know. <laughs> um, 
And he was tweeting as well. Louis tweeted about um, being on the X-Factor. And I think he appreciates it so much. Um, he said, such a great experience. Thank you, X-Factor. Massive well done to Max, Bubsy, and Anton for getting through. Best of luck to Ebru, Jennifer, and Carrie Ann for, for the future. All very, very talented. Um, and then Louis's mom said, uh, Louis considered helping Simon a real honor. He takes it all so seriously and has so much respect for Simon in the show. Proud mom tonight, heart. Um, but yeah, have you seen any clips, Kara, from it or no? I haven't because I was looking on YouTube for like a um, compilation of clips, but I hadn't seen any. Were they like really short? Like, was it like really, really short, like minutes long or like, because I only saw clips that were like a minute long and I was like, that's probably not what it is. Um, I mean, he was on for a while, but like the, a lot of it was like the contestant was singing and then it like panned to Simon and Louie listening and sort of like nodding their heads along. Yeah. And then they'd like maybe talk after a little bit, a couple sentences after um, each contestant went away. So, okay. I mean, it's not a whole bunch. There are yeah. a couple interviews that Louis did as well after, um, after like the show that was on like the extra factor thing. So you can yeah. watch those as well. And those are on YouTube. Okay. Uh, you can I'll just follow like X factor on YouTube and, or subscribe to them or whatever and find mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then one of our listeners, Patty or P House 1964 on Twitter, when I asked about um, how we thought that Louis did on the X Factor, he said, amazing. I know I'm biased, but he was breathtaking. Um, and I have to agree, he did look very good. And he he seemed very like confident and, um, you know, he had good comments to make. So definitely makes me excited to see him uh, doing something like this in the future. Yeah. And... Um, on top of that, there was an interview in The Sun this past week where Louis was talking about sort of this informal deal he had as a judge. I mean, The Sun isn't the most, like, you know, uh, reputable magazine, but I think usually it's pretty good. Um, in it, he's Louis quoted to be saying, it's definitely something I'm thinking about. I am the biggest X Factor fan and would love to be there week in, week out and really give that level of passion. I think I would be a decent judge. Um, and then apparently the producers had wanted to see how Louis was going to cope during judges' houses um, with Simon, and that, like, he did quite well. So I think it's sort of like, what's going to happen now? I feel like there's all these rumors, like, something, some sort of it has to be true, you know? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I would be, I'd be really thrilled. Because, like, you really do get to know the judges. For me, I'm watching now, and it's like, that's a whole one of the big reasons I like watching because you like the judges and you see their interaction and like you get to know them a bit. And I think that would be, I mean, we know Louis a bit, but I think also, I mean, I think like when you watch it, you could get to know him even more, which is a cool opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we had an EP get released on October 22nd. Um, and it came out in the UK first. It was like, it come, it came out like at midnight in, I mean, it was leaked a bit. So like you could find the music online, but, um, Kara and I promised each other that we would, uh, not listen to any, uh, unreleased music that wasn't like officially released by One Direction. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, it was, it was very hard. And also I'm not listening to any like, um, snippets of like songs. So like when the snippets of Perfect came out, I had to like restrain from doing that. Um, and it's really testing my willpower, but um, I held through for this one. So if the album gets leaked, hopefully yeah, I'll be able to stick so through. Yeah, you're doing so well, Kara. 
I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. It's like those clips, though. You're going to listen to like 10 seconds of a song and then what? Like, I feel like I would just rather not ruin it. Like, it spoils yeah. it a bit for me. Like, I'd rather just be able to like listen to the whole thing and really like soak it in, you know? Yeah, it was very, it was a very cool experience. Like, going in blind on first listening to Perfect. I think it was actually like, mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't listen to the clips. Yeah. Um. So we had to wait extra hours, but I was still up studying at that point <laughs> for an exam I had. Um, but it was, we got four new songs or four new renditions of songs. The first one was a stripped version of Perfect. Then we had a new song called Home and then a Perfect remix called the Perfect Matoma remix. Uh, and then we had a Drag Me Down, a Big Pano and After Hours remix featuring Lunch Money Lewis. So let's start off Let's just sort of, like, talk briefly about each of these. How did you feel about the stripped version of Perfect? I really liked it. I think it, like, um, I think that's, like, what we wanted. Like, we literally said in those words, like, we wanted a stripped version of Perfect. Yeah, I would love to get the quotes because we said the word stripped. We said stripped back, like. Like a thousand percent. Someone's definitely listening yeah. to Talk Direction, um, so shout out to whoever's listening I know. in the 1D We should really team. start suggesting, like, some big things that we want. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really liked it. I think there was less echoey stuff. Um, I mean, their voices still sounded a little bit too auto-tuned or whatever mm. you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and I would have wished, like, we could get it even more, like, just on their actual voices. But the echoey stuff, that was... Uh, I didn't like as much was gone, which was nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Patty UP House 1964 on Twitter said uh, the strip version of Wendy's Perfect. She loved it so much. Um, guitars and vocals rule. So I definitely agree with that. Um, then moving on to Home, how did you feel about the song Home, Kara? Um, I think it's so pretty, and I think. Um, it's just so weird to me that they this isn't on the album. <laughs> uh, it's just know. making me question a lot of things. Um, it's yes. just like it's so beautiful. The lyrics are so amazing. Like I would love to at some point go through and discuss this like lyric by lyric because it's so beautiful. Like it's honestly stunning. Um, yep. And I think that it's very it's so specific and it's a very it draws like a specific oh my god specific specific emotion from you and I think that's like exactly like what we want out of a song and Harry and Mm -hmm. all like everyone sounds so good like it's not like imperfect like they all sound good but like this sounds like the direction they want to be moving into and it sounds more progressive than perfect which seems so boy bandy because like even from the start like I think Liam starts on this song and when imperfect it reminded me of like the uh, Wendy's older stuff like he just sounded so much more more mature and, like, um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess mature is what I'm looking for on Home. And, like, they all sounded really great. And I think Harry's falsetto was amazing. It really gave me some, like, um, Chris Martin from Coldplay vibes. I hope Chris Martin is listening and not to us, to the song, and enjoyed it. Because um, I know Harry really loves Chris Martin. So um, I just really loved it. Yeah, I agree. Like, this was one of those songs where I listen for the first time and I'm like, start smiling to myself. As soon as the first, like, two seconds went by, I was like, oh my god, yes. Like, just like, this is what I needed. Like, this is, like, what I was waiting for. And it really, it does get me because it's very different from the three songs we have already from that are on the album. It's very different. And, like, I think... 
I, that makes me worry a bit like why didn't home make the album is home quite different than the other songs on the album and they thought it didn't fit but like then i'm like i really want the album to be like home i'd rather it be like home than like perfect so it like definitely worries me a bit you know yeah I just wish there was, like, a perfect balance between huh, between Perfect and Home because I love the chorus of Perfect, but then I also love Home. And I yeah. feel like they could have, like, I think that if they took the chorus of Perfect and, like, changed the rest of the song and then, like, I think it could have fit with Home. I think Home could have been thrown in there, but I don't know the rest of the album, so who knows. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Midnight Memories was very, like, you had half of them similar to Home, half of them similar to Perfect, you know? It was yeah. very... Like, you had Happily Strong, like, Don't Forget Where You Belong, which all sort of fit that more vibe. Yeah. And then you had other songs like Midnight Memories and Alive. I'm so proud of myself for being able to list these songs right now. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, they were all in a sort of poppier vibe, which they were both good, but you had a nice balance. So I'm just scared that we're not going to have that same balance, you know? Yeah. Um, we had two listeners write in about this. Uh, Sarah Marie, Sarah underscore Marie underscore 67 said, I instantly really connected with the song and I'm so happy we got it, even though it's not on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. I think she's like really feeling those like being at college vibes and like wanting to be home. I think Don't Forget Where You Belong has connected with her as well. Yeah. Um, so I definitely feel that. And it makes me also like wish that One Direction had always been sort of releasing EPs with the songs that didn't make the albums, you know, because we know there's songs that haven't made the albums before. And it's like they could have just chucked them all out at EPs. Like, you know, I if know. they recorded them, we would buy them. Yeah. So uh, and then Johanna underscore Elise underscore said, I love it, too. It's really such a well-balanced song and the lyrics are beautiful. So, yeah, definitely the lyrics, um, like you said, and like she said, we're going to have to dissect them at some point on an upcoming episode because we both really liked this song. And sometimes that's not always, like, uh, common. So (laughs) um, definitely have to go through it. And then we had the perfect Motoma, Motama remix. Um, This was more chill than the uh, original perfect, but um, more upbeat than the stripped back perfect. How did you like this one? I don't think it really stuck out in my mind um, that much. I like listening to remixes, but it's not something I go back to usually. Um, But I think the Mm -hmm. stripped version uh, is something I'll go back to. But the perfect Matoma remix, it's cool, but it's nothing like um, that I'm going to keep on repeat forever and ever, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like when I make my playlist, I think I'll put both the stripped version and the original version of Perfect on it. But I don't think I'm going to put the remix, this remix, yeah. like, on a playlist of, like, songs. I'm not going to listen to this one yeah. um, so much. So, like, I like it, but it's just not, I'd rather listen to the other two um, more. Mm-hmm. And then, lastly, we had the Drag Me Down, Big Pano, After Hours remix featuring Lunch Money Lewis. And I know this one, Kara, you were like, oh my god, there's an explicit song, like, on a One Direction EP or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But we have, I, I didn't even, it must have been, like, Lunch Money Lewis rapping because the lo- the songs weren't changed. But I didn't actually, like, sit there and be like, oh, there's the swear. Yeah. Um, how did you like this one? I actually did like it a lot. Um, I listened to it more times than I thought I would. Um, mm-hmm. I think, it, I thought it was pretty interesting. It sort of seemed a little um, mishmashed at some parts, but some parts were, like, really, like, catchy. And I was found myself jamming to it. So I thought I liked, mm-hmm. I liked it. 
Yeah, I like the um, Harry's voice at some parts, like, sounded all, like, slowed down and, like, weird and cool. Like, it sounded, like, in this, and with remixes, you expect it to be more robotic-y and techno-y, because I think a lot of times they're played in clubs or, like, you know, that's just what more remixes are for, so it's more accepted, I guess, than, like, a song that you want to be stripped back. So I kind of like the sound effects that happened on this song. Yeah, yeah. Again, I don't think I'll put it in my, like in my playlists or whatever that I make, but yeah, you know, um, so yeah, I think we'll probably discuss at least home more and more in depth, but let us know what you thought of the EP guys. Cause, um, obviously we are not doing a full episode on it when we could have. Um, yeah, but yeah, I quite liked it and I was very excited. And then for new music as well, we've just today, I added this information to the doc. Um, that there's a whole bunch of different ways you can buy the Made in the AM, the new album coming out. And each different way you buy it, you sort of get bonus material. If you buy it on iTunes, you get two extra videos from the Apple Music Festival. Um, if you buy it from HMV, which I think is like a CD music store, um, you it, the One Direction Twitter tweeted that you get four exclusive covers. Now, I sort of jumped at the conclusion that that meant four covers of like other people's music, like covering a song. Um, but Kara informed me that it could just be four different covers of the album, which is a lot less exciting. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I mean, I've clicked the link that they send uh, us, but the link isn't working and I see that it's not working for a couple of people. So I'm, now that Kara has said that, it definitely seems like it would be four different album covers. I'm just ruined it for everyone. Freaking like they should have done covers. That would make people go and physically buy the album if they had covers of different artists' songs. Like, I don't understand why they don't done have been the best. Yeah. I literally don't understand like why they don't do covers anymore. Like I love like listening to like little mix do acoustic covers of different songs. It's just so cool. Like I don't know why they don't do acoustic covers of things. Like just if whoever's whoever's listening from the 1D team to this podcast, like, please get on that. Um, yeah. Thanks. Or, like, on the year off, like, save some covers for us and just chuck them out there, like, next June when we're, like, all deprived. <laughs> yeah. Like, or or st- start making EPs of all the unreleased songs. Like, do something yes. so that we have something to do for the next, like, two years or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I need this music. <laughs> We really do. Um, and then <laughs> if you go to Walmart, you get a, a an exclusive bracelet. So um, there's just, I think they're trying to do that whole Taylor Swift thing where she put extra photos in her album at Target. And then like, if you bought it, you got the, um, you got the photos. So everyone was buying physical copies. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's move on to our main discussion this week. Our main discussion is all about the perfect music video. Originally, we were just going to do Halloween, but we figured this was super important and we both really liked the music video. So we wanted to cover this while it was still relevant. Um, This was so like I said earlier, this was released sort of right after we found out the concert had been canceled. And like I was kind of wondering and I think a lot of people were wondering, was that on purpose that... You know, they're like, oh, we just canceled a concert. Might as well chuck the music video out there. Did you think that? Um, well, I had seen earlier in the day, like in the morning, that there were rumors that the music video was going to be released at 7 p.m. Um, so mm-hmm. it was, I don't know. I don't know if maybe they knew the concert was going to be, or they had like inklings that the, they might cancel the concert. So they like, 
I don't know. It, it was all just, like, weird and shady, and yeah. it was all just, like, a hectic time in the One Direction fandom, um, yeah. and it would just seemed like a diversion tactic, but then it worked because we were all, like, diverted for a quick second, so... <laughs> Yeah. Um, so this music video was directed by Sophie Muller, Sophie Mueller, who's worked with tons of artists, Beyonce, No Doubt, Shakira, Rihanna, Pink, Lana Del Rey, Selena Gomez. She actually just did Selena Gomez's Good For You uh, music video, which oh. came out recently. Hmm, I could um, see that. Yeah. And then it, they're both very, like, aesthetically pleasing, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but also on uh, Instagram, Niall posted a photo with a man named Giovanni. I couldn't find his last name or, like, I looked up, you know, different Giovannis who direct music videos, but I didn't know who it was. So if you're, like, if you know uh, more about music video directors, like, drop drop us a tweet. Um, <laughs> but Niall said, like, he was so happy to have uh, Giovanni co-direct the music video. So I'm assuming, I guess, although Sophie Mueller is credited with it, I'm guessing this Giovanni person also helped co-direct. Mm. <laughs> um, but this is actually the first music video ever by One Direction that's been directed by a woman, which I think is crazy. Do you want to speak a bit about that? Yeah, it's just like weird because it's been like five years and like how has not even one music video been directed by a woman? I mean, I know that like um, over the years it's been... I mean, at least the past, like, three years, I guess, has been mostly the same people directing it, but I'm glad to see Mm -hmm. that they have a new change of director, because I think it's always interesting to get other people's takes on things. Yeah, and I think it's super surprising, because a lot of times they're supposed to be gearing these music videos for girls, and not to have a girl director. I don't know, it's just... I don't know. Yeah. Um... But, I mean, not that music videos have been bad. I mean, I've I've typically really liked music videos that One Direction's put out, so. Yeah. But it's nice to see them having chosen a woman. Um, so where were you when this music video was released? I was having a chat with my roommate in my dorm, and it just sort of, like, popped out of nowhere. I think I was talking to you also, texting, and it just, like, sort of happened, yeah. and it was like, oh my god, this is this is all too much, like, give me a break, like, I need to take a nap before I watch it, but I didn't, <laughs> and, um... I watched it. Oh, no, I was reading. I was reading for my class, and I was like, I'm going to finish reading this chapter. Gosh dang it, One Direction. Um, So, yeah, I finished reading, um, and I watched it. And my roommate, who is a One Direction fan, but she's like, eh, like, I'm kind of over them. Um, She watched it, too, and she's like, she was, like, yelling, and, like, she was, like, 20 minutes into the music video and, like, screaming. She's like, Kara, what the heck? This is so great. And, like, she was, like, almost on, like, the verge of tears because she loves Niall, and she was just, like, screaming over him. And I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, you're definitely over One Direction. And then she watched it, like, four other times, so I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Very telling. <laughs> um, I was in class. Like, Kara and I were texting. I was in class, but it's a sculpture class, and we were sort of, like, getting demonstrations, and there was, like, meetings going on. So, like, I had the chance to watch the music video. It was on my phone, though, which was sad. Yeah. Um, and I only could watch it once until I got back to my dorm, but I was texting Kara, and I was like, I need to watch it again. Um, but I thought it was really good. Like, first, like, right off the bat, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. Like, I'm so happy with this. Um so that was very exciting. Um, and how do you think it like stood like compared to other music videos? How would you rank it compared to other music videos? Do you think? I think that um, it's like very visually pleasing. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it has, like, the replay factor for me, just, like, best song ever did, because there's no, like, story that you want to see over and over again. Um, right. But, so it's more so you watch it to look at the boys and, like, just, like, yeah. see the, like, really cool... Um, like scenery or what's it called like shots and like how she directed it and it it was very like visually pleasing um so that was interesting but it's not nothing that I think I would watch like 20,000 times if you know what I mean I think it has like um really good like gif like (laughs) ability creation Mm -hmm. or whatever like you want to watch like the little gifs of like bits you might not watch the whole thing again yes that's Um, so true but yeah I, I I agree I think for me uh, best song ever I don't think they'll ever be able to beat that one for me best song ever in story of my life they're very different but like those two are my top favorite music videos from one direction yeah um I think those will always be the greatest but this one was definitely up there I think I think it beat I don't know drag me down was pretty good but I think it beat drag me down for me um so yeah I was very happy with it um so we're gonna go scene by scene um for the music video and just like talk about the outfits the behind the scenes stuff that we saw and just everything pretty much um so let's talk let's talk about the black and white like how did you feel about it being all in black and white I thought it like added a sense of interest just because I think if it was in color you wouldn't get like the moody sense that the Mm -hmm. black and white adds to it and I think that it sort of adds another layer because it makes it seem more like melancholy and sad than I think it would have seemed if it was in color. And I think that adds a layer of the ironic, the irony that they wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. I think I liked it. But then again, like there's some, there's some shots that I was like, I wish this was, when, was in color because I know at the end, like Harry's shirt was pink and I wanted to see like what color Niall's socks were. And I feel like, you know, sometimes the color just like adds a real kick to it, but it's okay. Yeah, um, I, I honestly didn't even re- realize that it was in black and white because I was watching it in a room where the lights were all out and I was just oh. on my phone. Um, <laughs> it's because like people were setting up for presenting their art project and you have like one single light that you're, they're using or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of the room was black. And uh, um, like I didn't realize it until like later on and I was looking at comments and people were like, oh, I didn't like that it was in black and white. And I kind of went like, wait. It was in black and white. I didn't even really realize that. Oh, Which doesn't funny. really make sense, like, that I shouldn't have been able to realize it even though I was, like, in yeah. the back room. <laughs> but, like, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> but I definitely agree that, like, I love the black and white, but it would have been really cool to also have, like, a version in color. And I wonder if they will put out a version in color, you know, like, uh, just eventually. Or at least the behind the scenes will get in color, right? Oh, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. So... Um, that was just definitely interesting because we haven't seen that, um, before, except for the, uh, sorry, the Little Things music video, which I definitely saw comparisons. Um, yeah, yeah. That. Um, so it, it starts off with these, like, close-ups on all the boys, Niall's staring out a window, then you have, like, sort of flashing close-ups of each of the boys' faces, Louie in the sunlight, Niall's eyes, um, which was... I, I really appreciated all the all the close-ups. Do you have anything to say about those, Kara? I was just really happy that they um, did some moody window stares because that's, like, what I was hoping to get out of this music video, and I really wasn't let mm-hmm. down. 
Yeah, I know. There's, like, so many throughout the whole thing. I know. I wish I could, like, I want to kind of time how much time they spend looking out the window in that, <laughs> in the music video, because I think it would be a good, a good like, at least one-fourth of the time, and, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not disappointed. It, it, the stairs also really reminded me of back in the X Factor days, where they had to take those, like, iconic shots of one direction boys like staring off all moody oh my space, god like, moody, their moody faces or whatever and i was like that is like the same thing going on here like you saw like niall like looking up like sad and then like <laughs> harry's face like his intense concentration face yes and then what liam liam looks so distressed the whole music video i <laughs> know it reminded like, me of um gotta be you when he does like because he has like, a very like emotive brow and so yes! he, yeah that's yes. like what it reminded me of it was it very it took me back it so did like it was that same type of like he was grabbing his hair and like very moody so oh yeah and like the hand in front of his face i'm just like yes like he knows how to work a mood yep so let's talk about their first outfits because i think outfits were a big thing like the styling was great in this music video yes and um that was a huge draw to it at least for me and i think for a lot of people um the stylist for this was the same as the Drag Me Down stylist, who's Harry Lambert. Um, and he, I think he probably styles Harry quite a bit too, just in general, from now what I've seen in the music video. Um, but Niall is wearing black skinny jeans. He's got these really cute patterned socks on them that have like squares that are cut up with triangles. And um, he has a patterned shirt that has horses all over it. Uh, which I really liked. How do you like uh, Niall's outfit? I I feel like this is something I would wear, and I really want that shirt, even though I know it's about probably about five hundred dollars and those socks. Yeah, because I love a good sock. Yeah. Um, and I just really love when I feel anim- like you have socks like that. Yeah, I feel they like all of them me sometimes. Of socks you own. What? Uh, they remind me of socks you own. Oh, oh, my socks. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I'll have to go searching <laughs> through my sock drawer. I was going to say sock closet. I was If I was rich, I probably would have a sock closet, to be honest. Oh, my God. That money, though. Yeah. You I know how, like, um, I just, I feel like Khloe Kardashian has this entire shoe closet just for, like, sneakers, and I feel like that'd be me with mm-hmm. socks. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I really loved his shirt. I think it was so cute, and I like that he's, um, um, you know, still exploring with his style, and he's really just not stepping down, and um, I just, props to the stylist. Um, what's his name? Um, Harry Lambert. Harry Lambert, yeah. Yeah, I really trust him, and I trust him with my life, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, Niall is still, he's definitely shifted in the past, like, year and a half into a, his his own, it's, he's making it his own, because it's not quite Harry. Yeah. But, like, it's definitely now, like, oh, that's Niall's style. It's more quirky, uh, and I'm really, really liking, and I'm glad it's it's sort of continuing and progressing. Yeah, I love um, it. Then we have Liam in sort of his regular sort of style, uh, black long sleeve top, uh, gray gray black skinny jeans. It was it was hard to tell with the black and white, and I yeah. tried to look for colored pictures, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it was still quite hard. Um, but it's very plain, nothing too fancy. He had sneakers on in in some of the shots where he was wearing this outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was very Liam style, very basic. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had Louis, who was wearing black skinny jeans, a long white top. It sort of like went past his bum. Uh, it was one that I think we've seen him wear on stage before, you know, sort of kind of a little bit sheer. 
And then he was wearing the classic Louis jean jacket with like rolled up sleeves, um, which I always love when he wears jean jackets because I think he quite enjoys them. Yeah, they, it looks so cute. I wish he wore a little bit of a shorter um, top, though. I just feel like it just sort of like swallowed him. But covered I, his bum too much. Well, okay, that too. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. Um, um, but yeah, and I think it was interesting because I saw a lot of comparisons between his hairstyle in the music video and his hairstyle, like, classic old Louis, like, 2011. Yeah, because it was soft hair. It was yeah. soft. It wasn't gelled. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I liked it, but I think it was a little bit, I don't know, a little bit harsh, the part, but I thought, I thought also mm-hmm. thought it was, um, it was cute. hmm I wonder why they decided to do that because we haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. So... I liked it. I know. I love when he's, like, walking around with his, like, hands in his pockets of his jean jacket. I just love that. I think it's Mm -hmm. so cute. Yeah. Because, like, that is, that really, the whole outfit he was wearing just screams Louis to me. Yeah. And I think that's, like, how I felt with each of these boys. Like, it was really, like, classic their style. And with Niall, like, his new sort of style that he's getting into. Yeah. And I think it's cool because, like, the stylist is, like, um, comparatively new. So the fact that, like, he stepped in and, like understands their style yeah. already is like so cool like I love it yeah yeah um and then we get to Harry who I think everyone's most excited about him he wore the most outfits in this in this video uh, which we'll we'll get to all of them as they come but uh he's wearing black skinny jeans um he was wearing and this we got a lot of our information from the twitter at Harry wore what which is an awesome twitter and it has an instagram so everyone go follow them um, they, like, give the actual brands that Harry's wearing. Uh, but he's wearing a Marc Jacobs spring-summer 2016 shirt, and it's this creamy white color that has, like, green leaves all over it. Kind of looks like a, you know, Hawaiian palm tree, but more classy type of shirt. Mm. Um, and I really like in the actual advertisements on the Marc Jacobs websites, for a lot of the outfits Harry wore in this, they have them modeled by you know, different genders. So, like, I think a woman was modeling this shirt in particular, and I'm really liking the um, pattern of more gender-neutral clothing, unisex clothing. Yeah, same. Um, I love it. Which is cool. Uh, and then he has the shirt the shirt sleeves rolled up, as he usually does, um, and he's wearing his cross necklace and some wristbands and some rings. And I just... I really liked it. Me too. And I just really love the pattern that of him like wearing clothing like of prints that could be seen in grandparents like vacation homes in Florida I really think that really fits fits with him and I just I hope he continues you should like go and be uh like a fashion writer describer because you always get the best descriptors oh. of his clothing I swear to god thank you so much that means a lot I'll try I know <laughs> but yeah this all these outfits were great um so then we have a lot of really cool panning of the camera throughout this and I think there were some cool pans in the next scenes where like it I don't know how they do it but on with the boys and without the boys it kind of looks like when you're looking out across New York City um like the city is moving or the windows moving it's like it, it reminded me of when you're like on the subway or something or on the train and there's two trains next to each other and you can't quite tell if you're the one moving or the one next to you is or if you're both moving in the same direction like, yeah did you get that feel at all um do you mean the ones where they're in front of the window and it's just like the boys and it's like a zoom 
Is that what the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, and, like, it it's like feels really weird. It doesn't just, like, feel like yeah. it's zooming in so, together. It's like something's coming at you. I actually learned what this um, shot was called in my oh freshman my year. Um, freshman year movie. No, theater. No, what's it called? Like, when film class, I guess. Video? Yeah, video production. That's what it was called in high school. It's called a dolly zoom shot, I'm pretty sure. And um, I think it was, like, made pretty famous by, like, Alfred Hitchcock and, like, old-school horror movies, and also, um, one of the most iconic one was from Jaws, and they do it by, um, like, moving the camera and also zooming in, so, um, like, the, the, the subject, which is the person, stays the same size, but, like, the background, like, moves, and, um, it was mostly used for, like, unsettling and, like, suspense creation, so Mm -hmm. I thought it was, like, interesting that they chose to use it here. I think it was more so just to, like, add a cool, like, different layer to it, but, Um, I think it's also interesting because some of this, uh, music video is sort of, like, sad and, like, it, I don't think it's weird because, like, the song is, is, like, sort of just, like, about a happy little hookup, but I think we've talked about Mm -hmm. how there's, like, a bit of a different layer to it and I think it's interesting that they chose to use a shot that, like, sort of unsettles you and just you kind of are confused at it. Yeah, that is such a great addition. Thanks for sharing that, Karen. No You're problem. Just educating everyone all over the place. <laughs> Shout out to the um, public school system, am I right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, then we have Liam uh, sitting, and he holds up. He turns around this Polaroid of himself. Like, I had to pause it to see what the heck this Polaroid was of. Yeah. But it looks like it's him getting filmed, and it could just be that day. I think it looks like he's wearing the same shirt that he is in the actual music video. Um. I don't really know why this Polaroid was held up. Yeah, it was... connect for you? It was literally, like, a not even a second, and I could not... I still could not pause it. Like, I couldn't find the shot to pause it at, so I'm glad that you, you cracked this case. I hate that you have to play where you're, like, you know you have to click it, like, before you see it or whatever. Yeah, it's... It was... I don't know why they decided to throw it in if they weren't going to, like, show it to us fully. It was just, like... I wish they had some, like, weird code in there or something that we had to decode and not just, like... I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but it, and then there was nothing else like it in the rest of the music. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, then what else do we have? Oh, um, I wanted to make that... Com- oh, yeah, no, you go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say before we moved on completely, the shot of, like, Niall playing golf, like, by himself with a mug, I just thought was kind of funny. And also kind of <laughs> sad, because, like, that was, like, his version of causing trouble up in hotel rooms. Like, he's just, like, gently playing, like, golf by himself with a mug, and just, like, doing, like, the most, like, um, I don't know, he was just doing it so, like, um, cautiously, and just, like, taking care not to, like, break anything. Um, yeah. I just thought it was kind of funny. But also, it, like, had a sense of loneliness to me, because he was, like, completely alone, and I know, um, golf mm-hmm. isn't, like, the most, like, team- team sport but also just like imagine just like playing golf by yourself in a hotel room like that's something I feel like that's just um an image of loneliness that just I don't know if you like look deeply into it um that kind of made me sad yeah and it brings up all the times where they do say like I go crazy sitting in a hotel room not being able to get out and do anything exactly just stuck there yeah um and I think there was a ton of scenes where you felt that this the whole the whole line for me trouble up in hotel rooms took on so much more meaning. Yeah. Uh, with this, I mean, we sort of said either like you know hooking up with someone or trashing a hotel room, 
but I guess we didn't really think about it on all these different levels, which I'm definitely going to point out throughout this discussion. Yeah. Oh, um, also, we didn't talk about Harry's little, like, wall dance thing that he was emulating Britney Spears, um, and I thought that was a great moment. Wait, that didn't come up yet. What the heck? When? I feel like... Wait, when he was want- going through the hallway? Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um... We had also uh, Liam doing his Pano remix stuff. There was a shot of him. You know, you could see um, a computer screen up with different, uh, like, track, audio tracks on it. Yeah. Um, and it looked exactly what our what our computers look like when we're editing. That's exactly podcast. what I thought. That's so funny. <laughs> I was like, wow, he's, like, he's basically just copying Talk Direction right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also it was so cute because, um, like, he was really excited and he had his, like, crinkly eye smile and he, like, you could just tell he was, like, really excited by what he was doing and it just made me happy. Yeah, so it's cool to see, like, again, maybe not trouble up in hotel rooms, but you're really getting sort of an insight into what they do do, like, when they're uh, not performing. Yeah. And, like, how these things come to be. Did Was he in a music... I mean, in a hotel when he was doing his big Pano remix on Drag Me Down. Like, probably, yeah. right? Yeah, probably, to be honest. Um, and then we also have a shot where Louis sort of, like, hits the camera and it, like, goes back, which I thought was interesting. Mm. We didn't see that again, but he's interacting with the actual camera. Yeah, that was very interesting. It was, like, breaking the fourth wall slash sort mm-hmm. of, um, you, if you read it like this, you could read it like he's um, not wanting to be filmed or, like, that kind of stuff, you know, like... There's a whole, like, it's interesting because I think it's showing One Direction behind the scenes, but then also, I don't know, it's, like, putting up the fourth wall, but then also, like, taking it down. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, again, some slow motion that's used throughout this, especially in the beginning with all the up-close looks, and I know that particularly I saw one where Harry's, like, looking out the window and it zooms in on his face and it goes into, like, slow motion. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a cool effect. That was cool. I think there's a lot of really interesting, like, camera shots just throughout the whole thing and how they used, um, like, you can see how much uh, thinking and art goes into all of that type of stuff. Yeah, I think that, like, one of the most beautiful shots for me was Harry just, like, ripping off the blanket from the bed. Um, Mm -hmm. I just thought that was so beautiful. Like, it was, like, breathtaking. And it just, like, I just loved the way that was filmed. And I loved that it was in black Mm -hmm. and white because I think it just made it look so classic. Yeah, and again, that's the whole messing up the hotel room type of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, um, this is how he's, like, destroying the hotel by, like, taking a fuzzy sheet off the bed. (laughs) Yeah, and also by making it, like, look beautiful also. So it's, like, destroying, but also, like, it's making it beautiful. So it's interesting. Yeah. So right before, actually, when he, before he wipes, whips um, (laughs) the sheet off, that's the scene you were talking about. Um, where Harry's in one of the hotel halls and he does this like twirl on the wall and he's got a new outfit on and he it's you want to talk about the Britney Spears thing oh yeah I just saw like a gif of um, Britney Spears I'm not sure which I think it might have been toxic I could be completely wrong I'm sorry Britney stands um where she like whips herself around on a wall like that um and it was just really great and I think Harry loves to make fun of like or not make fun of but like emulate um like old school like boy band and like pop act um Mm -hmm. like stereotypes so I think it's like cool and I think he probably was trying to do that or something like it so he had such like a like nice smile on I know like he you could he was just so happy which I always love to see yeah (laughs) um and then this new outfit he was wearing 
the shirt again we got it from at he wore uh harry wore what sorry on twitter it was a gucci autumn winter 2015 2016 shirt it was sort of a creamy white color very silky very thin mm. his nips were visible in a couple of the shots oh yeah um, they were <laughs> um and he's got this really cute little necktie around his neck and it's sort of like it reminded me very peter pan collar-esque yeah um, that you would typically see see on like women where i don't know you have the peter pan collar and then like a little tie um and he's also wearing a full i'm pretty sure it's black but again we are in black and white so it's hard to tell mm-hmm. a black suit uh and black dress shoes i don't know uh where those were from but yeah, and I think a lot of people were saying, like, seeing the comparisons between this outfit and Zane's outfit from I don't remember what award show. I think it might have been the AMAs in like 2012 or something, which is one of the outfits that I picked up for our our um, best outfits of One Direction in our clothing episode that we did in our fashion episode. So um, maybe their team is listening to us again. Like, who knows? You know. Um, but I'm just, I was really happy because that was one of my favorite outfits. And like, actually a couple weeks ago, I like recreated that outfit in my own, like my own life and used a shirt from Goodwill and a ribbon from like my grandma, but so a lot less, Mm -hmm. a lot less expensive, but I really just love that style. So I'm really happy that he wore that. Yeah. It looked really good on him. Yeah. Um, so then we have the, the sheet scene that we talked about and then we have Harry throwing his notebook. Um, this is a notebook we've seen sometimes carry him carrying like off planes and stuff where we're pretty sure it's like his notebook that he writes songs in. Maybe it's just sort of like a journal to write things down in, but he's sort of like flipping through it and whipping it onto, um, one of the footstool things. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I think you get that sort of vibe of like being in a hotel, like writing songs in the hotel, maybe like dealing with emotions because it is like a journal type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then we have more scenes of Harry in the hall in that suit again, which were beautiful. Um, <laughs> and then we have a whole scene where One Direction all go into this room that has, you know, like a conference table sort of set up. Um, and they're meeting this woman. They're all, they all start hugging this woman who I couldn't tell if she was supposed to be a fan or, um, like someone who's going to be working with One Direction because it looked like they went and had a meeting at a table, but it could also sort of be like a fan because she they did take photos with her. Um, yeah. Do you have like an interpretation? I don't know. I thought it was interesting and a little weird that they didn't really make it immediate. Like you couldn't tell like why she was there. Um, I'm not sure if that mm-hmm. was um, intentional or not, but I thought it was like supposed to be an interview type deal, but it was also a very casual mm-hmm. one. And I forget if I, there was like cameras um, present or not, but. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, and the the woman who actually was in the music video is someone called Dana Matthews, who works for GQ, and she helps book talents for the covers of the shoots and interviews. Oh. But she actually previously worked for Teen Vogue, which is how she knew One Direction, having like been interviewed, having interviewed them a couple times. Mm-hmm. And um, she said when talking about her experience. We've had several adventures together for Teen Vogue, and I genuinely genuinely loved working with them. Something clicked. Mike Navarra, their publicist, is a good friend of mine and asked me to be in the in the video as someone in the journalism world they trust and know. Um, hmm. So I thought that was interesting. And she had a whole um, like little interview where she talked about more of what happened that day. Yeah. That I'll try to find and post. Okay. Um, but 
Yeah, so I guess it could have been an interview type of thing. Like, I wasn't really sure. I mean, that's what she is in real life, but I don't know what she was supposed to represent in the music video. Yeah, and also, Um, again, I just thought it was interesting that this, even this interview took place in the hotel. Like, literally everything took mm -hmm. place in the hotel. So it just, like, um, again, brings a sense of feeling a bit trapped um, and Mm -hmm. just, like, they have nowhere else to go because they've literally been doing everything in this one hotel. Yeah, and they're, like, getting served tea and they're talking to each other and there's waiters it's very fancy like there's yeah. waiters like bringing them food um and it definitely brings those vibes of just being like stuck in a hotel and like everything's sort of brought to them yeah like, despite like it being really fancy and nice and you might be like oh my god like i wish i could be in a hotel and get served by some like cute waiters but like <laughs> i don't know it's definitely got those trap vibes too yeah um, and then in the photo that they're taking with the girl, Harry, like, puts his hands over her eyes and covers them. And at first I was like, oh, they did that on purpose so that, like, because you didn't really see her face through the whole thing very well. Mm-hmm. And they were sort of, like, keeping her identity, like, so maybe you could, like, it could be, like, anyone, really. Yeah. Um, but uh, then she said that that wasn't planned in that interview that I talked about, so... I think Harry was just being a dork as usual. Harry's hand is so huge. Like, it took up, like, three-fourths <laughs> of her entire face. <laughs> it really did. He does have big hands. Mm-hmm. Um, also, his hair, like, here in particular, I saw his hair looked so nice, and the curls yeah. were very well done. Yeah, so, I like... Good job on styling those curls. <laughs> yeah, I liked when they're, like, messy, but, like, not too messy. Like, when you still, like, see the curls, but, like, it's not, like, like any level curls... Um, I thought, mm-hmm. I thought there was a very nice balance. Yeah. Um, then also, like, as well as the city shots we get, there's a lot of shots of just, like, outside and looking out over the city where you see a lot of the clouds and, like, it's fast-moving, fast-paced, um, where it seems sort of like it's talking about, like, time passing or things sort of out of control. Did you get those feelings? Oh, wow. Just, like, thinking about it, it makes so much sense that they, like, put in cityscape scenes like that because then it just like it's what they they're looking at when they look outside the hotel and it's like you can see the Mm -hmm. city but there's nothing really like you can't um experience it like face to face like you just have to see like the picture like the uh, the um cityscape like in its totality yeah that's interesting I like that interpretation um And then we also have Niall playing his guitar, and there's a lot of, like, these reflection shots in the scene where you see him reflected in, like, a picture frame, Um, and they're quite serious again. Um, And we know he loves playing his guitar, and he always has it, so I I think they really also embodied what each of the boys does, each of the boys do when they're in their hotels, Mm -hmm. um, which I liked. Um, then we have a shot of Louis giving an interview, just like a singular interview in the hotel. Um, and it looks very natural. There's someone holding a mic above him. He's sort of like scratching at his leg. Yeah. Um, and I noticed yesterday I actually went back and watched the, um, Toyota, whatever it is, uh, Honda, not Toyota, <laughs> a Honda, um, Civic Tour, uh, part three again. And I realized that the outfits that the boys are wearing in some of those shots are the same outfits that they're wearing in the music video. Um, so obviously they happened on the same day. One of them was when Niall was on a hotel bed talking to a camera in the Honda Civic Tour thing. And then also Louis giving part of an interview. So I'm wondering if this was like, 
he was actually being interviewed for the Honda thing and it wasn't a fake interview. It was like a real interview. Like, I don't know what was going on, but oh, interesting. it happened the same day. So, yeah. Um, and then we have Harry flipping through his notebook again. Um, and then we have the whole scene where Harry's being stylized by, um, I think it's Harry Lambert. Again, I've been through Harry, the stylist, Harry Lambert's Instagram, and he doesn't post a lot of pictures of himself. Yeah. It's hard always to even tell who is who if you don't see, like, one person crop coming up, like, a whole bunch of times. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it was him in the music video as well, who's, like, helping Harry, like, get into jackets and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um... So he's Harry's like dancing around being a dork as <laughs> usual. Um then there's shots of the boys backstage at a concert. Louis holding a football or soccer ball. Um Oh, I just wanted to put um put in that like um when Harry was trying on all those different blazers, there was one with like the piping that looked like an old school um blazer that he wore like on up on night tour and stuff and it just really um like, was really cute that they sort of, I don't know if they were trying to pay homage to it, but, like, it sort of was in my mind. Yeah, he still had on the same cream top, but he was trying on different suit jackets. Yeah. And the one that you're talking about is actually a Gucci jacket that is $1,745. Oh, oh my God. Um, and it's a stretch twill jacket with piping. Um, and oh, it's, like, black know. and white piping around, like, the edges of the suit and then around, like, the wrists and the collar. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it definitely looked like that one that you were talking about from Up All Night. Mm. Um, but I, I like that to see, like, what he actually does where he's getting... We see him at all these award shows, but we don't see them necessarily being styled. So you actually have, like, people who bring in suits, bring them to their hotel rooms, yep. like, bring a full mirror and have them try on these different things. It's very surreal. Yeah. Because it's not something that I even really think about. Even when I think about someone being famous, I don't think about someone, like, bringing you all this to your hotel room, you know? Yeah, it just sounds so, like, it's fake. Weird. It's just so weird. Like, you don't really have any agency in it. Like, you just sort of, like, have this, like, thrust upon you, and it's like you have one room, and it just sort of, it's weird. Like, you literally kind of are a trapped animal. Like, even though it's, like, luxurious mm -hmm. and, like, high fashion and stuff, mm -hmm. but it's, like, you're just kind of thrown into it. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, in that scene, you also have Harry, like, trying on this bathrobe. Yes. <laughs> and it's very silky and, like, got these subtle stripes on it, and then he's, like, pretending to smoke a pipe and, like, be some old-fashioned, like, bathrobe bachelor or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just, he's silly. And it, it makes me realize, like, the people who get to work with him... Like, I'm sure they find him, like, silly and goofy, and it's more enjoyable when you're just, you know, not taking things too seriously, as the boys like to say. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have the whole scenes with Louie and Liam kicking around um, the football in the hotel room. They're throwing suitcases and bags and stuff. They're tripping over the luggage carrier. What are those called? I've called it a luggage carrier, but I bellhop thing. Oh, yeah. Like, what are those? Yeah, I don't really know the what pushy they're called. I don't know. The bellhop pushy carts. <laughs> That's definitely the scientific um, terminology. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, they, like, flip it over. They're using it as a goal. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know what the directors told them to do in this room, but they, like, 
Like, they just went Lilo crazy or whatever. And I yeah. feel like this is so what they do, you know? Those two especially. I think it's funny because they just, like, brought them to a room with, like, nothing except, like, that little bellhop thing and, a like, a soccer ball and luggage and, like, nothing breakable, really. <laughs> like, so they didn't... It was just funny because, like, it was very clearly, like, a pretty empty room. Um, yeah. And also, I just wanted to mention the scene before this that you were talking about when they were, like, walking around with the soccer ball with the bodyguards. I thought it was interesting because, like, the um, Liam and Louie were just, like, laughing and, like, having a good time and they just looked like such average, like, boys who were just, like, off to play mm-hmm. like, a game of soccer. But then, like, the bodyguards behind them just sort of, like like, hits you in the face, that they're, like, not just your average boys. So, like, they're, like, normal. Like, if you just, like, see just them, but then, you know, you see the full picture and they're also not normal boys. So it's just, like, very interesting. Yeah, it's a strange balance. And I think we get that throughout the whole thing, for sure. Um, Which I really like how it lends itself to the the song itself, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we have Harry crouching by a window. I just... (laughs) I particularly liked this crouch position he was in. <laughs> um, then again, we go back to Louie and Liam throwing things at each other in a kitchen this time. I don't know. It looked like it could have been a baseball or an egg or something. Um, an egg. So it didn't break. <laughs> Maybe it was bigger than an egg. I don't know what it was. I was guessing an apple, but, you know, thing. yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe an apple, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then it becomes nighttime outside, and it's sort of that fast-forward, like, nighttime scene that you see a lot of times, like, I guess in reality shows where it, like, shows time passing or something. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> where it, like, becomes nighttime. Um, and I think we were all sort of waiting for what would happen in this scene, because this is when Harry sings those really uh, different lines that we were, like, I mean, I don't know. And we were all sort of waiting what would happen, and, like, it goes nighttime, and I think it's very fitting. And what were your first reactions to this scene, Kara? When Harry was laying down, mm-hmm. I literally gasped. Like, my roommate can attest to this. Like, I gasped. I was not I was not ready for it, but um, wow. Yeah, it just was amazing. Like, I was not expecting it. It was just so, like, moody and perfect and, like, beautiful. Like, beautifully shot and, like, it's just, like, the moodiness that I wanted from this music video and it, it just, like, gave it to me. Yeah, it was very moody. Harry's, like, lying down on... What are those things called that, like, aren't couches, but they're, like, for your... Put your foot on... The ottoman? You put your feet... Yeah, auto, ottomans? Yeah, I think ottomans, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, like, that's what it looked like to me that he was lying on. Yeah. Um, And, like, there were these weird, like, light thing, Like, a weird light scene where it could have, like, when he was singing about cameras, it sort of reminded me of it could have been cameras. It looked mm. like sunlight sort of, like, reflecting, shining. Um... He's, um, all his little hair curlies are all laid out (laughs) and he's doing like these little finger dances as he sings (laughs) and it looked (laughs) very like dream sequence-esque. Yeah, that's Um, very true. And it like seemed just so like, it's so, um, mystical almost. Like it seemed like, I like the, I like the, the fact that you compared it to a dream sequence because it was so like different than the rest of the music video which seems so like solid and like in the real world but then this one just like mm-hmm. it was just so different which I think fit with the different tonality of the these like quieter lyrics yeah absolutely and I think the shots that they had the lighting shots that they overlay on the hotel room and on Harry's face and on like the whole room in general added to that there was one of like the first one I think was sort of explosions going off it looked like dust explosion like happening something blowing up Mm. um 
then we had clouds on the walls and it was all very smoky looking and it was on his face um and then did you see like the random close-up on Niall's eyes like during this where it's like oh my god to, like on the word looking for looking to write a breakup song about oh my god like there was just like so it, this was all Harry and then we have like Niall's eyes I wait I did not know that they literally put it to the word looking that's so ridiculous yeah <laughs> I know um it just reminded me of like the great Gatsby cover of like the the eyes of like oh, yeah. um Dr. T. J. Eckelberg, I think, or whatever. And it just like made Whoa. me laugh though. Um like yeah. it's it was like just like so like hashtag fake deep, but I loved it, but I also laughed at it, <laughs> but like also like I thought it was very interesting. Uh-huh. Um, but the whole scene was very fast moving and like time passing, sort of things felt a little bit out of control. Mm. Um and, like, Harry had his hands over his eyes for a lot of it. He was very clearly upset, exasperated, sort of, like, you know when you're, like, too many emotions or you're upset or whatever and you just, like, flop back and you're, like, put your hands over your eyes or something and you're, like, oh, my God, I can't deal with this or, like, yeah. what's going on? Like, this is too much. Like, something, it felt, like, too much, you know? Yeah, because, like, he's just, like, um, it looks so just, like, open and just, like, innocent and just, like... Mm -hmm. um just like kind of like overwrought with emotion like he's just laying there and just like sort of nothing's really happening um he's just like laying there and like singing his feelings and I think it just it really worked yeah and I think this is the point where we're gonna talk about what we talked about last week or like that we didn't really touch on completely um how the comparisons to um the the song by Taylor Swift style um, cause I think the, these lines in particular remind, like make those connections. And I think for music video wise, I definitely saw connections to her music video for style. Um, so in a interview by Small Z, uh, One Direction were asked like what, um, what the song's, uh, perfect is about. And Louis said, yeah, I think you always try and write about your own experiences. And that's where the inspiration comes from. No matter how loose that might be, uh, everyone's got. And then Harry said, (laughs) it doesn't always have to be an exact story, but not, you know, I don't think you necessarily change the story. You might elaborate a tiny bit. And you also, you know, not everything is so obvious as this is what happened. This is what happened. You obviously write with lots of different ways of things that can be taken and things can be taken in different ways people take songs in different three different people <laughs> can think it means three completely different things i think to be honest it translates to whoever just based on louis says interpretation and then harry says yeah and what they take from it i think it is perfect it's for sure a love song but a spontaneous love song it's not one about one about thinking through too much like hey i want to be with you for the rest of my life it's like this can be fun <laughs> Reading, reading the, what are those called? Transcripts yeah. of interviews. Like, it makes you realize the English language does not flow smoothly. Yeah. Um, so that's, like, what they said. And I think there's a couple of other interviews where they talk about Perfect some more. Talking about how, I know Louis said it wasn't, it was a song that wasn't about, like, oh, I want to get married with you. But kind of like, uh, we can be together for the night. Which I think we kind of all get. Yeah. Um. And I think one of the things that uh, we talked about is, like, the irony of the song. And we definitely saw it in this one section that we just talked about in the music video. Um, but and I, and I think especially because you, it's like, it sounds like it's wanting something serious. 
but not having the means to have something serious, I guess. And like you're sort of doing that one night stand thing that may or may not be wanted, I guess. Um, and I think when we talk about like what this song means to us and like what people are interpreting it in, like as in like actually legitimately what it means, we have to realize that it's written by a lot of people. Um, Julian Veneta, Jacob Kasher, Ann McDonald, John Ryan, Samuel Shatkins, Harry and Louis. So mm-hmm. it's like hard to say like whose experience we're each writing about because obviously when songwriters come to the table, they're bringing their own experiences, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's hard to say like, oh, this is about, you know, just about One Direction and what their experiences have been when, who knows, like Julian Benetta could have experienced something that relates to this song and mm-hmm. he added to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people were really comparing it to Style by Taylor Swift based on both lyrics and the sound of the song. Um, we had an Anon write to us on Tumblr saying that the comparisons, uh, saying it's blowing my mind. Uh, then we had... MMPPT on Tumblr said, I think the lyrics to Perfect explain it all as they have said before that they are young, famous, and constantly travel, so they can't and don't want to or don't want to commit. Um, they just want to live in the moment and have a good time. I can't imagine having a relationship where everyone in the world is watching, having an opinion, and making up stories about it. Relationships are hard enough to keep and maintain, let alone having to deal with all these other things coming at you. Um... And I like that interpretation, especially when you put it next to the music video. I think um, we can feel that, like what we said, trapped feeling or Mm. feeling like, you know, the whole world's looking at you. Yeah. Do you want to read uh, Johanna's? Sure. So this is from Johanna underscore Elise underscore on Twitter. And she says, I've been listening to it all weekend and I really enjoy Perfect. Maybe not quite as much as Drag Me Down, but it definitely tops Infinity for me. I think all the style references... And the lines about flashing lights and breakup songs are my favorite part. Um, I honestly just find it really entertaining for some reason. Um, Yeah, so I think also with the flashing lights, like I said, there was some of that flashing lights during those lines. um, Or like the actual, in the music video, you had like some weird like lights going on, um, which I think added to these comparisons. Then I Bet My Life on Twitter said, I really don't see where they come from like the comparisons to style to be honest though it's really good it's catchy and I love it so they didn't see the comparisons and I think it's sort of like some people do some people don't or some people like them some people don't like the comparisons Mm. um do you want to just go back and forth yeah Okay, um, so a new underscore Malik16 on Twitter says, Can't deny that the chorus does sound quite alike to style. There's even a mashup of it, and it sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, did you listen to the mashup of it? Yeah, I really liked it, to be honest. Like, it doesn't really bother me that there's, like, comparisons. Yeah, I liked it, too. I thought it was really cool. And I think what's most prominent is, like, for the sound of the song, Yeah, it, it, both choruses have that very similar like beat it's very it's like there's these weird pauses like I know I tried to sing it last time (laughs) so go listen to our last episode if you want my interpretation of the song (laughs) but like it's got like duh 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 like there's like pauses you know in both songs exactly you've got that jd like I don't know it's just like you both songs have that sound and when you overlay them they sound very much alike um which I don't I personally don't think it was like on purpose you know they weren't like okay let's like take this song and like 
you know, make the same beat. Because I'm sure there's probably other songs that have that same thing. Mm -hmm. These just happen to have lyrics that are similar. And you have, like, past stuff with, like, Taylor that's been involved with One Direction. So, you know, people make those comparisons, I guess. Yeah. Um, Then Patty, or PHS1964 on Twitter, said... Uh, she's been listening all weekend. It's grown on me, but I didn't. It didn't have the impact as Drag Me Down did. Although the quite the quiet flashing light cameras and breakup songs part hit me pretty good. I think I actually gasped at the first listen. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing the whole album as the album as a whole. And don't even get me started on the video for Perfect. <laughs> um, so, like, if anything, people quite liked the lines that talked about the flashing cameras and breakup songs. Yeah. Um. And then, so, to, to talk about, like, the actual lyrics for these parts, um, the song Style by Taylor Swift, which is the one that people make the comparisons with, is about, like, an, a relationship that will never go out of style. This is from Taylor Swift. She said that. It's sort of about two people that, like, keep finding each other again and again. Even if, like, they're maybe seeing other people, they're sort of never going to go out of style. And there's always that possibility of coming back together, I guess. Um and some of the lines that are in it that really strike, like, that comparison with Perfect are, Midnight, you come and pick me up. No headlights. Long drive. Could end in burning flames or paradise. So, similar to the Perfect lines. And if you like midnight driving with the windows down and going places we can't even pronounce. So, you have that theme of, like, you know, driving at nighttime. Again, like, similar themes of trying to get away from like being in the public eye type of thing which i think where the comparisons come from Mm -hmm. um what do you think of the whole thing i think um well they both they're both writing from or all of these people really are writing from sort of similar like life experiences so it doesn't necessarily have to be about each other but um i think that celebrities in general have sort of similar experiences so I think that could also be an added um layer to it um yeah of course yeah and also I just think it's interesting that um uh I don't know where I was going with that okay and I have nothing else to add (laughs) yeah I think um that's definitely a valid point like when you do have similar experiences with paparazzi especially both Taylor Swift and One Direction who are really really big both of them are really big and I think they do uh their private lives in particularly are really dissected by the media and by the public and they don't have that same privacy as um either smaller celebrities or just regular people um and to see similarities in their in their music and in their writing is not super shocking Mm. because they are dealing with similar things and I think those things are very prominent and very hard to deal with. And when you're dealing with something that's stressful or frustrating, it it definitely would come out in what you're writing, I would think. At least it does for me. So, mm. like, I think it's not super shocking that they're similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in terms of the music video, those scenes being similar, because in Taylor Swift's style music video, you have a lot of the shots similar to like the clouds on the face or like the blowing up in this scene where Harry's lying down where it's like something's projected over what's going on that's pretty much what the whole style music video is like you have scenes like some like a projector is playing on her face or in the on the wall in the background 
And I just, they're so similar. Do you think it was on purpose or they got inspiration from that type of thing? I mean, it's, I'm sure it's in other music videos, but it's just very, there's a lot of things similar. It's just know? so crazy. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like at a point, like sometimes you're just like, how much of this can be coincidence because it's a song that's like stylistically similar, like musically. And then like the music video mm-hmm. has like also comparisons. So just like, again, like, how much is this coincidence? How much is it to get it in the public eye? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's they're both beautiful, and I, I'm both I love them both. Um, but I don't know. I just at a point I'm just like, how much is this coincidence? You know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I guess we'll never know, though. Yep. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on. From all that, um, write us in if you have any more opinions. But we are going to keep going with the with the music video. Yep. Um, we next have a shot of I love this one with the intercontinental hotels, like the the awning for intercontinental hotels, which is where they filmed this in New York City. Yeah. They had to put that like little promo in yes. off of the hotel, <laughs> which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, then we have a shot of Liam getting tattooed. Uh, in the hotel room and again we have that getting into trouble in the hotel rooms type of thing where you know tattoos a lot of times are seen as taboo or whatever and this is sort of another interpretation of that line which I really like yeah and I I I liked that they put these shots when they were singing trouble in hotel rooms I think a lot of them are on that actual lyric Mm. which I like um also Um, another instance of something where like an an average normal person would go out and get a tattoo like at a tattoo parlor um I think tattoo shop (laughs) um but um (laughs) the tattoo artist came into his hotel room so again like the whole feeling of like you literally cannot leave your hotel room and everything has to come to to you you don't really have the freedom to go out and even get a tattoo Mm -hmm. yeah and he did look quite in pain in it so I was wondering if it was really he was getting his tattoo done yeah um because, I mean, some of the interviews might have been real. Who knows if he was actually getting his tattoo done. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I I also like that, like, you had a whole bunch of these bodyguards and tattoo artists and stylists and, like, everyone who works, the One Direction team sort of behind the scenes was uh, featured a bit in this music video, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then these kind of scenes are interspersed with Harry lying down on the ottoman again and more of the city and Harry's looking distressed and, like, covering his face. Um... And then we have Liam and Louie having this epic pillow fight. Uh, again, trouble in hotel rooms. You yeah. Know? Having a having a pillow fight where the feathers go everywhere. Do you think pillows really do that? Because I've never seen a pillow do okay, that. Okay, see, I was like looking, when I was watching this music video for this episode, um, I'm pretty sure those were bags of feathers. Like, if you look, those definitely do not look like pillows. I think they were just like throwing bags of feathers around. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So they're like not even being legit about this. I have a word to talk to. No, what is it? Uh, yeah. I have a word to say or a point to pick. A bone to pick. I think that's like the. That's that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Mixed metaphors here. Yeah. But but I liked it though cuz like the pillow fight is such like an iconic and a like, quintessential like making trouble in hotel rooms. Like every single like yeah. those kind of things like you always have to have a pillow fight and the the feathers have to go everywhere. I don't know where that like came from. Like where did that like cliche come from cuz I've never seen a pillow do that in my life. I have um no idea. But I also liked the um parallel when they the feathers are being strewn around like 
um, with Liam and Louie when there was like, I don't know if there were feathers. I don't know if there was like, I don't know, but it looked like feathers projected on, projected on Harry. And I thought that was really cool. Mm -hmm. And it was like a really cool parallel. Um, but also I think, um, how do you feel that it sort of like they were separated for a lot of it, but then it was like Liam and Louie doing things and then Niall doing things alone and then Harry doing things alone. Cause I feel like for me in this, especially during this part when Harry was singing his part on the couch um it seemed like it was like harry's music video and not so much like a 1d music video just because like it seemed sort of um i don't know just disjointed in a little bit of a way just because it seemed like um i don't know because they really never did things like all together and it just sort of made me sad i wish they had done things all together that's what my point is here yeah i definitely noticed that i guess i didn't give it too much thought but I did notice that at points it did seem like, especially this part, that it was kind of like Harry's music video. Yeah. Um, besides that flash of Niall's eyes, he's really <laughs> seen most prominently here. Oh, yeah. And I think also it speaks to maybe some of the boys' relationships, at least what we see, in that Liam and Louie always seem really buddy-buddy mm -hmm. uh, these days, like messing around on stage and whatever, and they seem like like quite close friends. And then maybe it makes me so sad, like, Niall's not in that little buddy-buddy Lilo thing, and then we have Harry being moody on a couch. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> if it speaks to, like, what actually goes on, like, how their dynamic all works. Now, like, Zane's not there as well, and I used to feel like Zane and Louie used to be really close. Yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe they just stuck those two together because, like, Lilo's such a big thing right now and, like, obviously we want to see them messing around how they mess around on stage. Yeah. Um, but it does make it a bit disjointed and, like, separates the boys so much where you get a very lonesome feeling even though they're, like, obviously they can, they're all friends and they can all be together or whatever. But, you know, sometimes it's all very separated. And I, I try to think about, like, what would happen if I was in a girl band or something yeah. and like where you're friends with the people, but like even here at school, like because I'm, uh, I'm a semester um, doing a semester in the city rather than at my uh, normal college where right now I don't, I haven't like made really new friends here. And a lot of the time I am just chilling on my own. Mm. That's not something that really bugs me because I feel very connected to a lot of people. Um, but I think it is interesting to try to look at how like friendships work and how much time you do spend alone because I know like maybe after a show you just want to go chill by yourself and like go on your phone or go on the computer and or do stuff where they're all doing different things like Louie with X Factor and you know Niall with this and blah 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 with that like I don't know do they spend a lot of time apart or together behind the scenes yeah it'd be very interesting to know the truth <laughs> yeah um so then after that, you have these group shots of the boys outside. Was it on, like, a roof? It looked like the hotel roof it or something. It really does, and it really freaks me out because there was no, like, barrier or fence. And I was like, who the heck mm -hmm. let them be on a roof of a skyscraper in New York City with no barrier? Like, th it was, like, a tiny platform, too. I was like, I am so worried for all of your lives. I know lives. I know that, like, this is in the past and, like, you clearly survived, but, like, who knows? <laughs> yeah and and again we have these nice outfit shots so let's go through them again mm -hmm. um we'll start with harry this time he's wearing black skinny jeans 
And the Harry wore what uh, Twitter said that these were his page denim croft jeans, which he I know he wears page denim a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was wearing his YSL Wyatt boots. Um, and then a Louis Vuitton spring summer 2016 shirt, which is the pink silky shirt Kara was talking about that we didn't get to see in color. But if you go actually look uh, at some of the behind the scenes shots, you can see that it's this like light pink shirt. Um, there's two birds on either side of the chest, which reminded me of Harry's two birds um, tattoos on either part of his chest. Um, they look like they're taking off. They've got these long tails and the shirt's like quite unbuttoned as per usual. How did you feel about this outfit? Um, I loved it. I really like it. And I love like the whole like silky thing he um, has been seeming to like. Um, so yeah, I really like it. And I wish I need, I know there are pictures of it in color, but um, I kind of wish like just this part was in color or maybe like the entire thing was black and white, but just this pink shirt was just in color. Um, <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah. Um, I really want them to release the colored version I know. of the music video. Same. That'd be nice. Um, then we have Niall wearing black skinny jeans. He's wearing, I think it's navy based on the colored pictures I saw. A navy yeah. and white shirt with like big stripes back and forth. It's sort of rolled three quarter arms length and it's buttoned all the way up to the neck. And it has no like folded over collar. I think it's just like kind of straight up. Uh, and I thought it was funny that he's actually wearing his um, boot yeah. like, for his broken foot in the music video. And then he has a regular black boot on the other oh. foot. Um, but I like how they didn't cut it out. They're just like, yeah, Chuck Nile on there with his little broken foot boots. Yes, I loved it. Um, and I, I've seen, like, a few people, like, talk about, like, how he, like, low-key looked like a fireman, like, with that, um, shirt. Yes! Oh my god, I thought that too! Yeah, like, doesn't he? Like, I like it, but it's just, like, funny that he, like, like, does look like he's about to, like, yeah. put out a fire. <laughs> he does. Because the, the, the stripes are so big, so. Yeah. Um, it does look like that. Then we have Liam wearing black skinny jeans, a red shirt. I thought it was black, but it's it's or like dark. But then I checked the color. It's a red shirt oh, buttoned down. It's got some checks. Yeah, it's got like a checked pattern on it. And he's got that black hat that he likes to wear. Um, it's, we've seen it recently in music videos and in award shows and whatnot. And then he's got these brown boots on as well. Mm. Um. And then we have Louie wearing black skinny jeans, a maroon sweater. I thought this was black as well till I saw the colored version. And it's got, like, these little rips all over, especially on the shoulders. Um, like, these, like, it's like as someone, like, pulled out the strings or something and made little rips all over. There's so many um, holes in I it. Think, I know. I feel, feel like that's a style now, but I don't really like that style, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, that, like, if I was to get do that, I think I would do it myself and, like, buy, like, a $2 shirt from Goodwill. But, like, I saw, like, how much yeah. that cost. I think it was, like, $600, and I was like, why? Oh For God. the love of God. Like, no. I don't know. That just yeah. kind of makes me he's, ill. He's wearing some Adidas sneakers as well. And I wonder, like, I mean, Louis wears Adidas a lot. I wonder if he's getting paid by Adidas to wear stuff like that. He should. Like, he should be their spokesperson. Yeah. Or Adidas, as some people say. Oh, yeah. I think that's, like, the actual true way of saying it, but, like, we just mess it up. But that's okay. Uh, so then, like, is Nike Nike or Nike? Because people in the UK say Nike. Oh, I, I hate Nike. that. Yeah, I really don't like Nike. That just really <laughs> weirds me out for some reason. 
I don't get it. Yeah. Um, we should put those polls up on Twitter. Yes. Do those polls. I've seen people use them. We need to do some polls for talk direction. I don't know how to do it, but I want to because I feel like I'd be using them all the time. Yeah. Um... Okay, then it's coming to the end of the music video, and we have these weird low-angle camera shots, just like the Drag Me Down music video, where it looks like they're shooting from the floor looking up. So then you have all the boys, like, crouching over, like, (laughs) bending down, which I don't know why this is such a popular shot. I mean, it looks fine, but it's, like, it seems very, like, there's a pattern now. Yeah. Do you like these shots? Um, I thought they were very, like, boy bandy, and I think just, like, this entire scene was very boy bandy. I mean, they are a boy band, mm-hmm. but, like, at the same time, like, right. they have strayed away in some aspects. I guess the Drag Me Down music video, just kidding. They, like, did do the whole, like, circle up and, like, sing. But, um, I don't know. This seemed, like, even more so just, like, out of left fields because it just, like, none of the other parts of the music video seemed remotely, like, old school 1D and then... Um, they just kind of mm-hmm. chucked this at the end, but then I liked how, um, they, at the end of it all, they, like, showed the camera crew and everything, because I think that maybe yeah. it was trying to, like, show behind the curtain, like, I don't know if it was supposed to be, like, a little bit ironic with, like, this being very staged and, like, boy bandy, but then, like, showing behind the curtain and, like, showing, like, mm-hmm. that it's just, like, a, like, film, um, yeah, but yeah. I liked that. I liked that you got, like, to see the people actually filming the shots. Yeah. Um, and I liked that the boys all came together at the end. We talked about them being so separate for the music video, except Liam and Louie. And now here they all are all together. But, you know, in a way, they're coming together for, like, the music video thing, for their job. Yeah. So it's, like, a little bit fake, you know? Yeah, I know. That's like, kind of what I felt, too. I want to see them just, like, chilling campfire type thing. But, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, the iconic campfire scene. You can always pretend. Yeah. Um, And then at the very end, Niall's doing this weird little hunch as they all turn around (laughs) uh, and sort of, like, turn away from the camera, and the lines are, like, going off to start right now, and it felt like they were, like, going walking off to go start right now or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it, like, Uh ended sort of, like, melancholy. I don't know if that's a word, but... um, Because it just sort of seemed like they didn't really have any emotion, and they just, like, turned away and just, like, walked off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- sort mm-hmm. of thought it fit in the tone of the rest of the, um, rest of the music video, because I think it would have been sort of fake if they, like, were, like, smiling and laughing, because it doesn't really seem like that kind of music video. Yeah. At the end. And how did you think the music video, in general, added to the song and added to your interpretation of what the song meant? Um, I think it, like, added a whole different layer, and, like, even just, like, having this conversation, like, for the podcast, like, made me just think of so many different new things that I hadn't even thought of when I was just, like, watching on my own, um, and I think that, Mm -hmm. um, it, I don't know, I don't know if it fits with the story completely, but I think it does add a different layer of, um, like, how it's not just, like, a, uh, simple, like, song about a hookup, because, I don't know, it just goes with the whole, like, the ups and downs of fame and the pros and cons and I think the music video definitely showcased that yeah I agree I think it really does it just adds new new interpretations to the song and the lyrics and like maybe not exactly what you would say if you interpreted the the song based on just the lyrics alone yeah but like looking at their lives sort of in a big picture and like what fame means and how it affects them and how it affects not only their relationships but like what they're actually able to do what their daily lives look like um and I think it made me really appreciate it more I guess Mm. um for sure yeah I agree and do you think 
seeing this music video, would you like to see more from this director? I think that I love her, like, artistic style. Like, it was really beautifully shot. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I, I don't know, if I love the storyline. I don't know. I like it. Um, I do like it. I just, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Like, um, because I'm not sure if I'd want just all One Direction videos to just be beautifully shot and just only for the artistic sense or because I like mm -hmm. One Direction for their like silliness and goofiness and like they added that yeah. a little bit in but I think I would like to see more of that um in, in general yeah yeah I think this is a good one but now I kind of the next one I want it to be more like you know kiss you yeah. or uh uh best song ever type thing yeah like something sort of different mm -hmm. but I really did like this one yeah and I don't know how many more music videos we're going to get from One Direction, which is crazy uh, to think about. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if they'll keep her on. Yeah. I just had um I had a dream of about it last night. And um <laughs> I had a dream that Ben Winston told me that um, One Direction was not going to do any more music videos. And then to, like, subdue me, he, like, gave me a puppy, but then also locked me in my grandmother's bathroom and I was like really content though because I had this puppy so I was like not too too miffed or whatever um but then I also was like oh my god like I have this new exclusive content for Talk Direction and I like distinctly remember <laughs> thinking that in my dream so um hopefully this is not like a vision into the future but also I do want a puppy so Ben Winston if you want to give me a puppy like that'd be cool <laughs> and for those who don't know Ben Winston's someone who's worked with One Direction in the past directing music videos and whatnot and he's done some interviews with them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm glad you dreams are revolving around One Direction. That's where they should be, <laughs> yes. to be honest. Mm -hmm. And puppies, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, any last thoughts about the music video? Um, not really. I think I said everything. I just, like, I love doing these kind of things because I think if I, it was just me thinking about the music video, like, by myself, like, I would have not even had, like, a quarter of these, like, like, revelations. And I think it's really cool. Yeah, and being able to talk them back and forth with you and then hear, like, listener interpretations, yeah. too. Like, it always, like, brings new stuff to the table. Mm -hmm. So make sure you write in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so let's move into recommendations. This week, I'm going to recommend two things. The first thing is a Sugarscape article that is sort of predicting Harry's tweets. They They make up, like, 20 different tweets that... Harry would tweet, and I think they're all very on point. Yes. <laughs> um, like we know, we know how Harry is, and the the tweets just work with what he would say. Yeah. So we're gonna link that article in our show notes, which can be found on our website, um, on Tumblr. And then I also want to recommend an interview that we didn't talk about in news, just because it's like a half hour interview that Niall did with a person named Owen, <laughs> and we were told <laughs> by a listener. Uh, Oliver or at Oliver underscore alien on Twitter that the person we were talking about who we pronounce his name Yogan is an Irish <laughs> name and it's actually pronounced Owen but like for my whatever I know someone who pronounces it Aogan so like I mean I have no okay excuse, this guy's so. name is pronounced Owen yeah but you know that's just so crazy yeah, like I was trying to like I was trying to like sound it out and like I mean I guess I could see how it's pronounced Owen but it's just so crazy like just words, man. <laughs> yeah, we've proved ourselves not to be great at pronouncing things yeah. in general. And I even tried so. to look that up. Like, I looked at, like, um, YouTube pronunciations, and I was like, I, I, I still failed. So thanks for writing in and correcting us, because that's an interesting <laughs> little tidbit. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but this interview, Niall, Owen is like one of Niall's quite good friends, I'm pretty sure. So like it's very chill and it's about like a half hour long and Niall just goes like into Irish mode. You can barely understand like half of what he's saying. <laughs> like yeah. his interview gets, I mean, his accent gets very strong, but he really talks about like normal stuff and it just, you really like, and especially because it's one-on-one, you get to hear a lot from Niall. And again, like, when you do, like, all of them together, you don't quite hear them talk that much. Yeah. Which, you know, the dynamic is different when all of them are together, which is great. But still, I just want interviews like this from all the boys with, like, someone they're really comfortable with. So it doesn't feel like an interview, but more like, hey, like, we're friends. Like, let's talk. Yeah. You know? Uh, and then what do you have for this week, Kara? Um, I have this, I guess, edit of um, the perfect music video overlaid with um, the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody theme song. Um, <laughs> and I think it worked so perfectly. And if you guys don't know, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody was like this Disney Channel show that I used to watch or like, you know, a lot of kids used to watch back in the day um, of these like two twin boys who like had all shenanigans and, like, type of different adventures um, while living in a hotel. And so it just, like, really fit. And it was just, I thought it was, like, really perfect because it was a total different vibe from, like, what the music video actually was portraying. Um, but it just, like, worked so well. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, really funny. So I'll link it on. I haven't seen that. I have to watch yes, it. Yes, you definitely have to watch it. It's so good. It's so great. I loved Sweet Life with Zach and Me Cody. too. It was great. It's it was crazy. the best. I miss it. really was. Um, okay, then for our tweets of the week, mine this week comes from Jamie Lawson or at Jamie Lawson UK on Twitter, who is the um, first person Ed Sheeran signed to his Gingerbread Man record <laughs> label. And he opened for One Direction uh, for a couple of the shows in the UK. And he actually actually got a number one. His album went to number oh, one uh, recently, which is awesome. So congratulations, Jamie. Um but he said, I'd like to say a huge thank you to Harry Styles for bigging me up from stage every night. Not all headline acts do this. Cheers, mate. JX. Um, and I like this. It just goes to show that Harry is a really good person. And like the, the main acts don't have to like be really like respectful to their opener acts or whatever. But um, I appreciated that he called Harry out specifically because I think Harry always makes the effort to like not make him seem like oh i'm some rich pop star like he goes and shakes everyone hand everyone's hand he you know cares about the opening acts he obviously goes and watches them i know he was trying to go watch jamie lawson's opening act like he really appreciates other artists and like i think he understands that just because he's like in a really big boy band or whatever doesn't mean his his artistry is any better than these other artists you know yeah so it's just very humble seeming yeah Good job, Harry, for being a person. That's a good person. Um, So my tweet of the week is from a listener, Hello Sophie, on Twitter. And she said, "Um, I wish you knew how much I look forward to your podcast every week. And she um, sent that to us, I think, yesterday. Um, And it just, like, completely made my day. Like, wow. That just, like, something, I don't know, I never expected to hear ever in my life. Um, so it's just, like, so cool, and thank you so much for saying that. It just, I know it made both mine and Caitlin's day, um, slash week, slash life, so that was really cool. Yeah, we had, like, a whole texting conversation. Yeah. Like, I feel like every time a listener writes in something really nice, we just, like, we send it to each other, and we're like, oh my gosh, like, look at this. I know. 
Um, just it would just reflect crazy. back on our own podcasting. Yeah, and it's like I do this thing where I write down things I'm grateful for every day, and like looking back on it, like a lot of them are podcast related, and it's just so cool, like how much this podcast has really just like you know like made my life so much better. So thanks, guys. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. Um. Okay. So our question of the week this week is what was your favorite part of the perfect music video um write in and let us know was it an outfit was it one of the shots like the specific are you like a film major and like know those specific shot names like Kara did or whatever like let us know what your favorite part is because it was very beautiful and we really liked it um and then just give us general feedback or suggestions as usual your opinions on anything you want to hear discussed um, we were talking about doing like a Friends, uh, the the show, the TV show Friends and One Direction comparison with one of our listeners and people got excited about that. So if there's anything fun like that that you want to have us like compare or talk about or news stories that we haven't touched upon, like let us know. Feel free to send them in um, and we'll definitely talk about them on future episodes. And so thank you so much for listening to episode 19 of Talk Direction. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Uh, you can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com or visit our website, talkdirection.tumblr.com. That's where we put all the show notes and links to what we talked to, uh, talked about on the show. And then you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm Caitlin I.R. Foster. That's C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And where can they find you, Kara? Um, I'm Kara underscore pond and Kara is with the C. And then you can also head over to iTunes. Uh, and rate and review us there. Can you also rate and review on SoundCloud? Probably too. Um, so go leave us, go leave us a review and give us a rating. Um, and subscribe so that you get the new episode every week as soon as it comes out. Um, and I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 20, which is our Halloween bonus episode where we're going to be playing games and having fun. And Kara and I will be in person, so it's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, get ready for that. And it'll be coming out this week as well. Yep. Um, So we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.